Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Welcome back. Good morning. Another Monday morning. So far, it's dark and rainy. Another Manic Monday. You remember that song? <laughs> Was it the Tuesday? No. Who sang it? Uh, it's just another Manic Monday. Was that... Um, I know the tune. The Bangles? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. But you know who wrote it? No, I don't. Prince. Believe it or not. He also wrote a song for Sinead O'Connor. Her popular tune. What was it? Somebody out there knows it right now. It was a very popular video on MTV. Yeah, I wasn't a big Sinead listener. Um, It was when she shaved her head and she sang this Prince song. Nothing compares to you. There you go. Well, see, you just you say that to me every day. You should have remembered <laughs> That's that. That's my song to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't shave my head. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, sometimes I have something I've been thinking about. Sometimes I don't. This is all spur of the moment. Um, any hot topic? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I have one. It's kind of, I don't know how excited I am about it, because it's a little woo-woo, and we try not to get too woo-woo. For those of you out there who have not learned all of our lingo, woo-woo is, um, it's kind of spiritual in a possible new agey way at least that's the way i take it it's kind of like uh your aunt who reads poems and wears a scarf around her head and says things and you're like man that's a little woo woo that's what we're talking about (laughs) so i'm all in on so what's the woo woo okay so i do not have an aunt who wears a (laughs) scarf and reads poems Uh, so I watched a video where Helen Palmer, who is one of the, uh, American authorities on the Enneagram was sharing about the Enneagram. And it's the first time I've watched a video of hers. So it was interesting. I love seeing and hearing different people's perspectives. We've talked about the Enneagram a little bit on here that it's a spiritual tool, an ancient spiritual tool that's been revived in modern times to help people learn more about themselves and their behaviors and their habits. And then through that self-awareness, learn how to improve 
and um, live life more aware and present and and learn about other people as well. So it's it's a broad, deep study, and you don't get it in one day. You don't get it even in several years. You just keep coming back to it mm-hmm. and grow. It's kind of like counting your stars in a way. Yeah. So Helen Palmer was describing her spiritual practice of going inside. Um, another word for that is contemplation. Um, and so she used some vocabulary that was different and I'm always trying to connect dots with other practices of self-awareness like mindfulness and meditation and Tai Chi and yoga. All of these practices are meant to be, um, grounding and centering and settling and ways to kind of grow up as a person. So one of the things she used, which spoke to me because of my background in physical therapy, she used the word contraction in, in this way. And this is assuming that, that people out there are aware that they have habitual patterns that are not helpful to them, that you've identified some habits or some behaviors that just happen automatically and you are a little bit aware of them and you're like, or they frustrate you and you're tired of them, right? And you're ready to make some, you're ready to put forth some effort to change. So going inside, as Helen Palmer describes it, is a way to deal with those habits when they come up. So in the moment when you recognize them and you notice them, You go inside, as she says, you recognize that contraction, and she uses contraction as a way of tightening or going into that habit where you notice it physically or mentally or emotionally. And you deal with that contraction by following your breath and slowing down Noticing yourself is going inside and relaxing that contraction. How does that language affect you? I don't find that woo, woo woo so much. I find that, I mean, it seems like there are scientific studies out there that say if you will pause and attend to your breathing, that there is a physiological reaction to that which is calming yeah so uh, i don't think you have to interject any woo into it i think it's just kind of the way we're wired Mm-hmm. good all right so it wasn't as woo as i thought um it's it's so intriguing to me to listen to all of the different terminologies and vocabularies throughout these practices of wellness and self-care and try to connect dots and try to come up with ways of explaining it and teaching it and sharing it that's practical and relatable and doable if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah and if you if you visualize a muscle that contracts it draws up and it shortens 
And if you put it kind of in that negative connotation with our patterns that we don't like and are not helpful, that kind of drawing up and shortening and holding, I, for me, that's a really good visual of, okay, I just saw that happen or I just witnessed that happen. And without beating yourself up or condemning yourself for the fact that it happened, going into a practice that can help you release that contraction. Yeah. So a question I would, well, a question I have is in that recognition of the things that we do habitually that we are not pleased with. And I, I'm not only not an expert at this, I'm, I may completely misrepresent things I'm about to say simply because I haven't studied it enough. But it seems to me that part of the teaching of the Enneagram, or, and it would also, I think, be compatible with some of the thought process of Carl Jung, would be that these things that we do are part of a shadow side, I think is what Young would call it, and that if I'm correct in this, the objective is not to try to eliminate the shadow side and ex- and expend so much energy on that because it's it may be impossible, but to become more aware and accepting of that shadow side. And yes, there are. I guess the more you do that, and maybe this is the 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 more you're willing to do what I guess Palmer says and enter into this contemplation about it, that that in and of itself helps diminish perhaps the reactivity um, that you find yourself in the pattern of, but that it may not ever completely go away. Yeah. But I don't know that I'm completely right about that. But Yeah. Well, another... Um Another vocabulary and another teacher of the Enneagram, Richard Rohr, talks about the process as being a three-step process. And this is a similar pattern. He just, his spirituality is very, um, very articulate about including God within it, that you can't do this by yourself, that it's a, it's a hand-in-hand process with God. So he talks about uh, the first step is that activity of witnessing your patterns, of becoming aware of those automatic emotional, um, mental states where you, you recognize what's happening while you're doing it. But in the witnessing of it, it's almost like you've taken one little step back and you watch it happen. Instead of being a slave to it, you're a little bit more of an observer of it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And then because you've lived a life of, of, you know, frustration with that pattern that you don't appreciate and you know, it's sabotaging your freedom in life. You call on God in that moment, right where you are, and you say, you raise the white flag and say, help God, I can't do this by myself. And 
and the beauty of having an, a, a God who is always right there, just waiting for that invitation. Um, always, you know, loving and supporting you, but just that participation or that request of, I need you carries you further and deeper into that process. And then the final step, according to Richard Rohr, is that you, you develop this holistic, um, peace in your person where that shadow side is not evil and you're not resisting it anymore. You're just allowing. And there's this place of, um, of non-effort that sinks into you with the presence of God and you, you get some rest and you're no longer just a slave to these patterns. And because of that, there's, there's more freedom. So the last, however many minutes we've been talking has been very abstract. Mm. So are you willing to share what does that look like in your life? Mm-hmm. Like what's a, a concrete pattern? I mean, if someone was listening to this, they may have already turned it off because it, I mean, what does that look like in the real world? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the first example that comes to my mind. And these examples are like, they're not, uh, they're not earth shattering. They're everyday things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes them realistic. Right? So my daughters have in the past sometimes taken an item of clothing from my closet without asking. Right? So I developed a pattern of reacting when I can't find something I'm looking for in my closet. I jump to accusation and criticism and blame. And I'll pick out in my mind, who I thought did it. <laughs> the most likely culprit. <laughs> I picked the candidate of the day. And I and and I as soon as I do that, I feel the emotions literally running through my body of anger and frustration. And I and I'm so like physic my physicality has always been really um uh, it screams at me either for good or for bad all my life. I've been really aware of my body so that I can feel my blood start to run faster and my blood pressure go up. And um, so there have been many times where I'll go and seek out the person that I've accused and, and accuse them directly and be like, I can't find this. Where is it? And it, and more and more, they haven't <laughs> been taking anything. So I've accused this person, and then I've hurt the relationship going and chasing after that, acu- that accused person, and then I've created a whole nother layer of problem on top of, you know, where I came from. So what I'm practicing is when I can't find something I'm looking for, and I recognize my mind going to that accusation and seeing a person that I've chosen to accuse in my mind, and I feel the effects of that in my body, 
if I can remember that I have a choice and I can remember that I don't have to go there and there are other possibilities and I think through, all right, I'm going to first of all slow down my breath and I'm going to take a really big inhale and a really big exhale and put this in perspective. So a line of thinking that helps me while I relax my body, then I can walk out what happens next in a totally different way. Good. No, that's excellent. And as Mary said, these are not necessarily, you know, mountain moving things. They can be, and often are, they can seem very trivial, but their effect upon our emotional and physical and mental states may not be trivial. I mean, I don't suffer from this as much anymore, but I used to a great deal. And it's even, I mean, it's way more trivial than what Mary shared. Um, And that was people leaving lights on in the house. Um, I would come down in the morning and it's like, we're lit up like a Christmas tree (laughs) all night long. And I go to bed before they do. And it used to really boil my blood. Um, because I'm someone who will turn out a light when I leave a room, uh, and not everybody is like me. So it's just, I was, and like Mary described, I used to accuse, although I just wouldn't pick out one. I'd just (laughs) slam everybody. (laughs) I just thought, let's just do everybody. And that way I'll make sure I get the culprit. (laughs) Um, and it of course hurt my relationship. Um, my kids probably all want to move to Portland now and be on the other side of the country from me because, uh, that's the way I've had been. And, um, eventually I just became more aware of it. And, um, I, I guess I got sick and tired of the emotional roller coaster and, what it did to how I felt in my body as well. And through that awareness, I've been able to, it, it really can't kind of happened. It's not that I even put forth much effort. Uh, and I think that's part of this. It gets a little bit woo because I can't define this for y'all, but I became less agitated um, and it's not because I'm doing some specific breathing practice or anything. Just through the awareness, some of it has begun to melt away. That being said, and I think this is part of that accepting the shadow side, at least as best as I can understand it. I still come down in the morning and still find lights on. And I still think, why is this the case? But my body and my emotions don't freak out about it as like they used to. Like my blood pressure doesn't go up anymore when I find the lights on. I still think it's wasteful and I don't get it and whatever. So I still have that initial reaction of why is it this way? Because I want it my way or whatever it might be. That might never go away. 
but me dealing with it and kind of learning to to cope with it and live with that reaction, I think is the learning in this. At least that's the way I understand it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. And everyone wants, you know, to not be a slave to their bad emotions and bad reactions. I think one of the things is we don't realize that we can, to some degree, not have as bad of a reaction. And as you're saying that, I I realized somebody out there, and I think we all do this at least in part, may think, well, the solution is to bless God, train them to turn out the lights. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I tried that, but it never works, right? So you you can't change other people unless you do it out of fear, which is going to really harm the relationship. I mean, I could be so overbearing and tyrannical um, and punishing that, yes, I probably could have gotten what I wanted, that they would turn out the lights if I punished them. Um, But we know that's no way to live. Hmm. So it's it's just in case you thought about it, the solution was get them to do the right thing, turn out the lights. Well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it could be at the expense of the relationship. That's right. There's a word that has been floating around in my mind for um, a few weeks in relation to who God is, how he interacts with us, and how we can better interact with one another, and that word is invitational. You know, the more we can just slow down, take it easy, view, hear and see a God who is always inviting, is always loving, is always caring, um, and not judging. And we experience that, and we start to treat ourselves that way a little bit more. So that shadow side is not something we're angry and resisting and forcing in some way, but, but just settling down and saying, all right, I'm human. You know, I'm going to embrace all of me and and work through this day by day slowly and gracefully with God and then that starts to enter into the way we negotiate our relationships around us mm-hmm. yeah I don't think this was particularly woo-woo not as woo-woo as you feared that's right and i don't like so much (laughs) woo-woo you keep me so honest i love it you're like i have no idea what you just said (laughs) that makes no sense (laughs) i think i kind of knew but i just wanted it clarified no i love it because i want things to make sense i want it to be grounded and there's so much out there that is like way outer space well as we close today we'll close with another song we opened with some songs um since we're on woo woo you would never get this opportunity so i'm going to take it while we're on the subject and that is the classic steely dan song dr woo (laughs) so if you don't know that one 
YouTube Dr. Wu by Steely Dan and count your stars. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. And we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars. Enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time. Peace. Peace.